What's going on, everyone? Special thanks to Better Edge. Uh, Better Edge is it's so cool. You guys have to check this out. I believe Better Edge is what the future of sports betting will look like in America. Now, Better Edge is not necessarily a sports book, but they act as a sports betting exchange where you can buy one end of a bet and somebody out there in the world can buy, well, in America, can buy the other end of a bet. So what's the benefit of this? Why would you want to go to Better Edge instead of a normal sports book? I'll tell you why. They don't charge a VIG. That's right. No VIG. Typically on a bet, if you want to pay minus 110, right? That, that's the typical bet, right? NBA, football, whatever it is. We'll talk some NBA basketball today, right? If you get an NBA line, let's say the Lakers are minus five against the Nuggets. Lakers, minus 110, right? Minus five, minus 110. The Nuggets would be plus five, plus 110. Well, when you bet on betteredge.com, that minus 110 turns into a plus 100 and minus 100. So you're betting 50 to win 50. You're betting 75 to win 75. Your expected losses are 0.0. Literally, your expected losses over, let's say, a 10-year, 20-year, 50-year period, you're not going to lose any money theoretically, mathematically. Why? Because that's how you lose money in the first place, betting with the VIG. A lot of people out there, whether it's my dog or my girlfriend, they're going to pick 50% over the long run. It's just the house tax that they can't beat. But when you bet on betteredge.com, you don't have to worry about that. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone who you want to start making more money and betting smarter. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. And put in promo code SHARP. That's SHARP with a P, S-H-A-R-P. What that'll do is get you 10 free dollars in your account with no rollover. So you don't have to put any money in today. Go sign up to Better Edge. Put in promo code SHARP, get 10 free bucks in your account, and start trading. See how you like it, and see how you can save money. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing out there today? Hopefully you guys having a nice week. Getting ready for Friday, getting ready for the Super Bowl. On today's show, it is NBA Thursday, however. So, we will go through our updated top 10 in the NBA power rankings. I spit these out every week, get some new power rankings, and I like to bring them over to you guys. And the reason is, these rankings are unique. They're based off data, based off math. You know, it's one thing to sit down and say, okay, let's make power rankings. I think the Lakers are the best team, or whatever, right? That's one thing. That's how ESPN, I think, does their power ratings. They get a group of guys together. Okay, uh, you know who's been playing well lately? Let's put them first. This is all numbers-based. And so I think it's important because I disagree sometimes with these ratings. I see them. I say, you know, wow, this team seems high, seems low. But it's good because you need this in sports. Every sport you bet, you need a way to objectively look at teams. We're human beings. We're going to have biases here or there. This is a great way to avoid those. So uh, let's do it. 10 through 1, our uh, top 10 NBA teams according to our power rankings. Number 10 is the Dallas Mavericks. And honestly, there's a big, big gap between number 9 and number 10. The top couple teams in the league are in their own group. And then the next couple teams in the league are in their own group. I'd say right now there are nine teams in the NBA who are contenders, who have a legitimate shot to win the title. I don't think there's 10. So number 10, we have to have a number 10. There by default has to be some team there, but they are substantially behind the number nine team. As I said, uh, 10 is Dallas Mavericks. And the thing about Dallas is 
they are finally healthy. That was an issue for the first part of the season. Kristaps Porzingis was out. And keep in mind, they had a couple new players. That takes time to learn that offense. They lost a lot in the offseason. So you could say, yeah, Dallas's slow start was expected. They're bouncing back now that I have Kristaps. You know, they, they, this looks like a decent team. But that's not the case with Dallas. They haven't looked good or, or, or consistent all season. They've had flashes. Kristaps Porzingis, uh, Porzingis comes back. They look good for a couple games. But honestly, it's the inconsistency that I'm worried about with Dallas. They have not looked good so far this year um, in terms of being good game after game, especially Luka Doncic. You know, he's their leader. He needs to be doing well. And by the way, he's averaging a triple-double or almost triple-double, maybe just below. But still, he's having a great year, but he's shooting inconsistently, not hitting shots from beyond the arc, and that's going to hurt Dallas. So right now, they're below 500. They haven't played good basketball. They could turn it around, I don't think, they're going to make noise in the West this year, but I do have the uh, number 10. Number nine, the Phoenix Suns. This is all about Chris Paul. Man, Chris Paul has looked so rejuvenated. I mean, this is exactly what the Suns were hoping for when they made this trade for Chris Paul or when they signed Chris Paul. You know, you get a veteran around who's been here before, knows how to win, has won, and that's bleeding over and translating to other people on the team. You know, they're feeding off. Of Chris, uh, of Chris Paul. And you can tell. It's not just statistics. It's how they look, game in, game out, on the road, against very good teams. So the Suns aren't afraid of anybody. You know, Phoenix number nine is raising on my power rankings, deservedly so. The young talent that Phoenix has is getting better all the time. And it's actually getting better at the same time, which is great because... They kind of remind me of the Nuggets, where they had that good young core. Everyone's developing at the same time, and it's like, all of a sudden, wow, where did that come from? Uh, the only issue with the Suns right now, the West is so damn crowded. I mean, I look at my top 10 today, there's well, there's four teams in the top 10, but still, I mean, it's it's West heavy in terms of good players. The, did you guys do the, uh, the All-Star game voting? Go do it. You can still vote on the All-Star game. It's pretty cool. NBA.com. You'll notice, looking through the guards, the front court, it's like, oh my God, the West is loaded. I'm going through these guards in the West. It's like, who do you pick? You've got Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. I mean, you have so many good players, good guards in the West. The East, it's like Bradley Bill, Bradley Beal, James Harden, and then a bunch of average players. <laughs> it, it's crazy how many better players are in the West, especially the guard position, point guard, shooting guard. So, I mean, I was blown away looking at some of those names. It's like, wow, the West is good. So the Suns will, you know, they'll get hurt from that, but still, very good overall. Uh, Phoenix, number nine. Number eight, the Boston Celtics. And uh, Boston, 11-9 overall, right? That's not a great record, but hey, in Boston, they don't think there's much cause for concern at all. Matter of fact, I was reading an article this morning from a Boston website uh, talking about how Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have everything it takes to lead the Boston Celtics to a championship. Now, I don't think that's the case. I don't think Boston can win a, a title this year. I don't think they're close, actually. And it comes down to depth. I think Boston needs more depth. Obviously, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, one of the most lethal duos in the entire NBA. I'm sure there's a couple others who would have something to say about that. James Harden, Kevin Durant, uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. There's a lot of duos that can compete with those two or are better. But I mean, we can't ignore Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, how how much better they've gotten over the last couple of years together, but they just need more players. They need depth. They're going to benefit because the East is a little bit weak. 
uh, but depth is an issue for the Celtics. Now, Brad Stevens has made things work. I think Brad Stevens is a top three coach in the NBA. The Celtics overall, like I said, 11-9, they have a long ways to go up. They have only... Uh, they can only go up from here. So Boston Celtics, number eight overall. Number seven, another team from the East, the New Jersey Nets, or what is it, the, the Brooklyn Nets now? The Brooklyn Nets. Man, I had New Jersey. The goddamn Brooklyn. All right, sorry about that. Ah, on. Um, I, <laughs> I had Brooklyn number four last week. So they've dropped a couple places, and it's because of their defense. They gave up 149 points to the Wizards in regulation. Didn't even go to overtime. It's like, what? Is that real? They are. It's, I can't believe how bad they are defensively. So they need to make changes. And I think the first change the Nets need to make is to get rid of Kyrie Irving. I know that sounds weird, but Kyrie right now, there's multiple reasons why he's not good for the Nets. The first is just the locker room. It seems like Kyrie, yeah, he'll take days off when he doesn't want to play. He'll show up when he does. When he does play, who knows if he's even going to play hard. It's like Kyrie Irving, I understand. He's good. He's talented. He's not good for this team. And defensively, like I said, that's where they need all the help. I strongly believe Kevin Durant and James Harden can take the Nets to the championship. They can win the East, no problem. I think they can take Milwaukee to seven games and win, for sure. But they need to get rid of Kyrie Irving. He's a cancer in the locker room. He doesn't play defense, doesn't add to this team. And now that they got James Harden, that he does what Kyrie does except better. And they both handle the ball. So get rid of Kyrie. You know, they, they need to shore that defense up. And the Nets have so much potential, but they just have to get it together now. The Nets, number seven. Number six, the Denver Nuggets. Man, talk about a slow start for for an NBA team. Denver started slow out of the gates, but they are starting to bounce back. And you look at Nikola uh, Nikola Jokic, he's leading this team, and no one talks about this guy. He's having a career year. I think right now he's on track to finish first team All-NBA, which is tough. That's going to be tough to do, but he's having a career year. And when I see all-star voting, I, I, I read Twitter, everyone wants to give now, I'm not talking just West or East. I'm saying overall, Joel Embiid gets a lot of love. Uh, Rudy Gobert for the Jazz gets so much love. I know nobody necessarily ignores Jokic, but he deserves a lot more credit than he is getting. I also think that Michael Porter Jr. is the X factor for this Nuggets team this season. When he was hurt, they were completely different. He comes back on the road against good teams, and the Nuggets completely flip a switch. So... Nikola Jokic deserves a lot more credit than he's getting. Michael Porter Jr., back from injury, playing well. He's the X factor. And again, they overcame early injuries. They're ready to make a run. Denver Nuggets, number six. Number five, the Philadelphia 76ers. And Philly has found a spark from Doc Rivers. You talk about a great fit. Doc Rivers with Philly is as bad a good a fit as, as Chris Paul with Phoenix. I mean, this is going great so far. These young players respect Doc. They're doing well. They're learning. And Joel Embiid is having an all-star season. He's having a great year. Matter of fact, he's their X factor. You know, Joel Embiid, he's missed a lot of time recently. Uh, every game he's missed the last two weeks, the 76ers have lost. They need Joel Embiid. And uh, I, look at, I look at the 76ers in two different ways. One is the current power rankings. I have the 76ers fifth in the current power rankings. I think that's fair. I think they're the fifth best team in the NBA. This is a good team, home, road. They, they're not afraid of anybody. They shoot very well, play good defense. That's fair. I think it, it, that's, that's fine. But the issue is using these rankings to make futures 
I like a lot of teams better than the 76ers in the East for futures simply because Philadelphia hasn't shown they can stay on the court. Joel Embiid already missed time this year. Other players already missed time or have a history of missing time due to injury. So there's so many question marks with Philly long-term for futures. I wouldn't make any long-term bets with these guys, but right now, currently, number five overall, the Philadelphia 76ers. Number four, and this team has fallen a little bit the last few weeks, the Milwaukee Bucks. And they're just not off to a great start, 13-8 and overall. Uh, but look, they're still second in the NBA in total offense. I think they're averaging 121 points per game, and they're actually making more shots per game than any other NBA team. And I mentioned Milwaukee 13-8 and overall. It's not a great record for someone who wants to make a statement in the East. Especially, I mean, imagine that. The Nets come in, make all these runs. Everyone's talking about, about Brooklyn. You would figure the Bucks wanted to get off to a better start, make that, that, that statement, the East is ours, and they haven't done so. But you look at their record, and it starts to make more sense because actually the Bucks, all of their losses have been on the road except for the Lakers and the Utah Jazz, two very good teams who are both ahead of Milwaukee in these power ratings. So... Not a lot of reasons to worry for Milwaukee. The record doesn't look great. They have fallen a bit. Number four overall. They can rise. I think they will the next few weeks. The Milwaukee Bucks. All right, my top three teams all in the West. Number three, the Utah Jazz. And Utah, I can't believe they're number three. Like I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, I brought these up. I'm like, damn, I know Utah is playing well, but I didn't realize this well. Uh, they're one of the better three-point shooting teams in the league. They're so efficient shooting the ball. They're, they don't just score. They do so efficiently. Donovan Mitchell, I don't understand why Shaq called Donovan Mitchell out the other game. It's like he's sitting across from Charles Barkley, a perfect example of you can be great. You can be all-time Hall of Fame if you're not in a good situation, if you're not on the right team, or if you're playing in a conference where Sorry, Michael Jordan played in that conference. Or, sorry, LeBron James plays in that conference. You understand, not everyone's going to win five championships. Not everyone's going to win six championships. I think that the hate for Donovan Mitchell is so unwarranted. Look, Shaquille O'Neal, I love Shaq, right? I don't want to rip on Shaq, but sometimes you got to get that hot take out there. Sometimes you got to do st- say something to make people start watching your show, start talking about you more, and I think that's all that was. So, you know, Donovan Mitchell, great season. Utah, great season. And they showed last game against Atlanta. Utah can play poorly and still win. So Utah, number three overall, great season so far. And uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of t- uh, time on the top two. Number two, the LA Clippers. You know, huge boost this this uh, uh, start of the year. I didn't know how they do losing a coach, losing some, a couple pieces, but they've looked very, very good. Ty Lue's gotten that team to play well in big situations, and it used to be for the Clippers. They show up for big games, don't for others. They look good so far, so the Clippers are number two. And number one, the LA Lakers. Yeah, big surprise, right? LeBron James, he just keeps getting better and better. I mean, I'm going to start thinking this dude's pulling a Terminator on us, and he's like a, a machine, something like that. LA Lakers, no question out there. If you've been watching, if you have a system, I'm sure LA is unanimously number one across the board. If you disagree with any of these, let us know on Twitter at SharpAnglePod. And uh, whatever you guys have going tonight, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle Podcast.